Welcome to the In Your Corner podcast. My name is Tony Douglas, and I'm here with my wife, Erica. And our mission is to help young, up-and-coming athletes reach their fullest potential on and off the field. As always, we truly appreciate you tuning in, and we hope you get something out of this episode. All right, so we are back, and it is episode 27. And we're going to be talking about slumps. Slumps. How to get out of a slump. What is a slump? What is a slump? And, you know, trying to keep your mindset in a good place when you're maybe thinking you're in a slump. Yeah, when I hear slump, I my, I automatically go to, like, baseball and softball because they'll talk about that. Like, they're in a batting slump. You know, I, I never really played super competitively, but, you know, my best friend played softball, and that was a big talk of the of everything was, oh, they're in a slump. They're not hitting. But you can really have slumps in any... Mm-hmm. Even outside of sports, you know, you can kind of feel like you're in a, in a slump. A rut. A rut. I almost call slumping like cruise controlling on mediocre. You're just kind of blah. Yeah. Right? We talked about in episode two about how to get a breakthrough. And I feel like that's different. I feel like when you're on the verge of a breakthrough, you're not in a slump. You're like consistently not almost plateauing, but you're you're performing consistently at one level and you're just you're trying to get to the to the next, next level yeah so like in track for example you're so close to going under 14 seconds right well that's still a really good time so you're not necessarily in a slump you're just consistently hitting the same time and you're ready for the breakthrough I so I think a slump is a little bit different right so that. like like I think about long jumping for instance in like in high school, 23 feet is like a pinnacle, right? Mm-hmm. So you jump 22.9, you jump 22.11. Um, that's kind of hoping for that breakthrough to hit that 23-foot mark. Right. A slump is like, I just jumped 21.6. Yeah. Now I just jumped, I scratched three times. Now you start getting that negative, you know, attitude going. Right. I know uh, a friend, a good friend of ours that we jumped with at Iowa State High Jump. And when she was in high school, she did lots of different events. When it came to college she just did the high jump and in college you have meets only on Saturdays and so she'd have a meet where she didn't jump very well well then the next week came around and she wasn't jumping very well again and so she was kind of in a slump because it was she was consistently jumping below her norm yep so if you're in a slump how do you get out I think first of all, it's okay to realize that everybody's going to go through a slump. Even the best of the best of the best have gone through periods where they're slumping. Is that even a correct verb? It's, it's it is now. It is now. But so I feel like we in sports, especially young athletes, you know, I, I saw this a lot as a coach. It's just that whole impatience thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So they feel, well, I got a personal best. In my last meet, I should be getting another one, and then I should get another one, and then I should get another one. It's like you you feel like you should consistently be having this straight line. We've talked about that. Yeah. You should have this straight line where you're improving, and that's just not how it works, unfortunately. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. We'll have to post this on Instagram, but that graphic of what people think success looks like, and it's just yeah. this perfectly you know, moving to the right graph. And it's like what success really is and it's this up and down and jaggedy all over the place and and you have to be okay with that and I think it, it, it's a learning experience more than anything else but I, I think I think slumps honestly are self-imposed 
Mm. And it's 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 a mindset because if you're if you allow failures and not living up to your fullest potential at a specific given time um, affect your performance, it's a mindset. And I I like to kind of like if we go back to our episode about failure, if you shift it and you look at everything as a positive, mm-hmm. so okay, I just jumped. I know I can high jump five eight, and I only jumped five six three weeks in a row. I, I guess I'm in a slump. If that's mm-hmm. the if that's the the mindset you take, then you're going to continue to to be in that slump. If you go back and say, all right, I jumped five six. What did I what did I do last week? And you find that thing, and then the next week you try something a little different, and then you hit five six again and say, okay, it wasn't that. What was it? And and that's really the only way to get better. Right, and I, I agree because I, when you're in that slump your your mind starts to fixate on the one thing so in the high jump example it's that number well i gotta at least clear five six Mm -hmm. so you're just completely focused on that one height so i've seen that in high jump where girls they'll jump great they'll jump great and they'll get to the one height like in high school jumping over five feet is a big deal and everything changes when they get to that height why because in their mind that's what they're fixating on is that number um so I think lots of times we just have to learn to, like you said, what are we fixating our mind on? What are we thinking about? What are we telling ourselves? I uh, read the book, The Miracle Season. It's about that um, Iowa City West volleyball team mm-hmm. and um, the athlete, she passed away. And so it's like the team and how they are recovering that next season. And um, I like what the coach said. She her philosophy was so if they have a, a bad play you know they, they missed a dig or they hit it out bounded did something she would always say next ball next ball like you have to have some form of amnesia in sports because you're not going to do everything perfectly but if you start to focus on all of your mistakes well then your mistakes are going to be bigger than anything mm. that you do so you have to have that mindset okay next ball that didn't go well let's readjust next ball like you, you almost have to forget about it especially when you're in the moment you can't just be constantly thinking about, you know, that play you did that didn't go well or the free throw you missed or whatever. Yeah. And learn from it. You know, uh, it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. And and like you said, if, if I if I had a day that wasn't great and I go home and I just, you know, think about that and I allow that to make me depressed and sad, okay, then I did fail for that day. Mm-hmm. But if I take that and I learn from it and I grow from it, that's the only way to get better. Because if, if you just keep getting better and better and better, at some point you're going to hit that pinnacle where you can't get better. And if you've never learned how to learn from failing, then you're, you're going to be capped out. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe Bryant is, is a perfect example of that. A guy that learned very early on the importance of, you know, not living up to your best potential and saying oh i need to get better from this and then failing over and over and over again i'm sure he had slumps in his life too but having that discovery of i'm not in a slump Mm -hmm. this i this will get better um you know shoot or shoot that was Mm -hmm. that was another thing in basketball you know you have to be thinking sweet i just missed three shots my percentage is this amount i can't wait to get the next one up because based on my percentages i know the next one's going in yeah so i can't wait to get the next shot up versus oh i just missed three shots in a row i'm 
I'm, I'm not you, a good I love shooter. coaches that allow when they know that what their kids' strengths are, that they allow them to stay in and shoot rather than the ones that miss it three times and get benched. And then that kid's mindset is like, oh, crap, now I'm never going to shoot again because I'm going to. Can we talk about that? Oh, my gosh. Basketball coaches, <laughs> especially, there, there's, there's literally two breeds of basketball coaches. There's the coach that has to be in complete control. And if a player does something wrong, you can you can tell this coach by how his players react on the court. So if you mm-hmm. ever are at a basketball game and you <laughs> see a kid make a mistake or miss a shot, if that player looks over at his coach, that is a dictator coach. Mm. It's I- a fear-inducing coach. And that I've, I've had those coaches. Mm-hmm. Versus a player that you see miss three shots in a row and you know next time down the floor he's probably going to come and shoot it again and 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 i look at that as a growth mindset coach versus a fixed mindset right. coach. i don't think that's just basketball it's not just basketball yeah it's not really it's, any sport it's, it is it's any sport yeah i think you have to understand as a coach that you have a lot of power over the culture a you create but also the mindset of your players right so if if it if one of your athletes is in a slump right that athletes they already know we talk about all that all the time like i don't have to have someone tell me that i you know i so, passed the ball to the wrong person yes. or that i made a mistake i'm i know that yes. i did that so it's just really breathing you know like you talked about the the life into them the growth mindset into them like you're great next time you're a shooter keep shooting right yep. the education piece of that so we yeah. kind of got on a little tangent, but I think it's important because yeah. it all goes together. It's not when you're in a slump, your responsibility, you have to A, control what you can control. But in a team setting, it's not always on your shoulders. Yeah. And, and depending on the level, we have to understand that a lot of players are still developing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's, a, if it's an NBA player, okay, they've probably been through the ringer and, mm-hmm. you know, they probably have already learned these lessons. Right. So a coach and, and and but the fact of the matter is, if you watch NBA coaches, most of them aren't yelling at these players and cramming it down their throats. Yet we do it with fifth graders. Mm-hmm. You know, kids that are already lacking confidence and trying to find confidence. And yet we are off on a tangent here, but <laughs> it's all right. Um, but you know, it's 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 how a a great coach is able to take a piece of themselves and instill it in an athlete and fill in a gap where that kid may be missing confidence. That to me is how you get somebody out of a slump. Right. And and sometimes we have to understand that kids aren't going to be able to get themselves out of slumps. You know, a, yeah. it's going to be very hard for a 6th grader. It took it took a coach to talk to me to get me out of a slump because and I, I've, I've shared this story before where I was in high school I transitioned from being the girl that was just trying to I was the underdog all of a sudden I was the one everybody was chasing and that wore on me and I got in my head and I, got, I felt too much pressure and I didn't like that people didn't like me right and so I just I started not performing at my very best and it was right before a big meet and my coach brought me in he sat me down he had a note for me and it was on blue paper I remember that because he said this is on blue for a reason you're a champion and he taught me how to visualize I had never been really taught how to do that and so he pictured he took me back and helped me picture the race and I had those last four or five meets of the season my best races and so it took somebody else 
talking to me, getting me out of my own head, making me see something I didn't realize that I was doing. So there's a lot of power mm. in that. So, so coaches, <laughs> help your athletes get out of the slump. Athletes, help yourself get out of the slump, but coaches also, and parents, help your athletes get out of the slump. And, and, and I think it's important, like and we've said, is you can't f- necessarily focus on the slump itself. Right. Right? Think about what it is that you can control, what it is that you're good at, and then what techniques you could utilize to retrain your mind, retrain your thought process. Yep. Um, one of my there's – a, there's a doctor that I like to listen to, Joe Dispenza. And he is all about mindset. He's all about how your brain functions and how your thoughts affect everything. And and he talks about how most people live their lives in the past. So mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning, you grab your phone, you start scrolling through social media, you're thinking about all the things that you have to do in the day and it kind of depresses you. And then you go back to social media and that makes you feel good. And it's this, this cycle over and over again because you start your day like this and then you're on this set schedule and you have no control over that. You're gonna think the same thoughts that you've thought the day before and the day before the day before. And essentially you're living your life in the past. And it's the same thing with athletes. If if you're only focused on what happened, even if it was good, if you're only focused on what happened and if, instead of focusing on what is going to happen, you're living your life in the past. Mm-hmm. And you can control the present and you can you can focus and visualize the future and those are the things you need to be doing to get yourself out of the slump versus thinking about all of the negative and the bad things that already happened yeah that already happened that's good um i i last spring our eight he was eight eight year old played baseball and he was in a slump when he came when it came to hitting now Mind you, it's kid pitch and, you know, they're just learning how to do that and whatnot. But he was kind of almost afraid of the ball, right? So he'd step every time, instead of like stepping into the pitch, he'd kind of step back and then do like a really late swing. And he just kept striking out, striking out. And this one particular game, it they were like a team that they were evenly matched, you know. And they were down by... I think they were either tied. They must have been, yeah, they were down by one run, but the bases were loaded and there was two outs and Marcus was up and he used, he always would put on his batting gloves because he's just very, he doesn't like the way the bat feels on his hands, right? So <laughs> the coach was like, Marcus, you have no time. You have to go up right now. So he didn't even have his batting gloves on, you know, and he's kind of here. And maybe that helped because he was thinking about his hands rather than thinking about the pitch. And it was like, he'd swing, strike swing strike and everybody's like come on buddy you can do it just keep swinging and he swings and he hits it and then all the runs start coming in and they win the game and it was just he was just so excited and it it was just that reminder that you just got to keep swinging sometimes you know you're you're down and you're out you just keep swinging because it's next pitch it's next ball Uh yep and and having the confidence and the hope that that next swing is the one that's going to take you. Yeah. You know, and if you can change your mindset from, oh, I've missed the last three, I'm probably going to be miss this next one too. I'm going to win the game. I'm going to hit a grand slam. I'm going to do this on this very next swing. It will make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in today to the In Your Corner podcast. If you could please leave us any comments or suggestions with feedback or things you'd like to hear us talk about, we would greatly appreciate that. Our one ask of you is to bring one friend to the show. So share this with a friend, a teammate, a coach, a parent, someone that you think would get something out of it. And we'll catch you on the next episode. But until then, this is Erica and Tony, and we are in your corner.